Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Let them eat cake. You had an option, sir. You could have said, I am not going to do it. This is wrong for Canada. Because I have a dream. We happy few. We band of brothers. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. That if the British Empire and its Commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will still say, this was their finest hour. You're listening to Oh Brother, When Art Thou? And now here's your host, Neil White. Welcome to Oh Brother, When Art Thou? I'm your host, Neil White, joined as always by my brother David for episode number 50. David, we made it to 50. Bigger numbers than I expected, to be honest with you. It is a big number and even more significant if you're listening to this today, July 1st, 2020, when we released it. This is the two-year anniversary of our first episode, so that's 50 episodes in exactly two years. David, what are your thoughts when you look back on the first 50 episodes of Oh Brother, When Art Thou? Wow, that's a big question. Just a little bit. I guess I'd have to start by saying that I think we did get better. Uh, It's a little hard sometimes to look back on the very first couple of episodes we did and think about how I'd do everything differently now. But at the same time, I'm kind of proud. I think we've done a good, interesting job of telling these little interesting stories from history that are not talked about very often. So I'm very pleased. Well, David, we do like to ask the big questions around here since it's a history podcast and That's sort of what we're in the business of. And for today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. Normally, of course, the whole concept of this podcast is that I ask you, oh brother, when art thou? And then you tell me a date. And from there, we talk about a little slice of interesting history. But today, seeing as it is episode 50, let's take a look at the big overarching themes that we've been talking about with some lessons from history. Think we can come up with 50? 50 lessons from 50 podcasts. Let's do it. All right, then. Without further ado, lesson number one from history from our very first episode, The King and the Red Hot Poker. The lesson is a red hot poker up the ass is a shitty way to die. Can't disagree with that, Neil. Lesson number two from our second episode, The Communist on Trial. Attempts at assassination are much more likely to backfire than to succeed. Of course, David, that episode was about a Canadian Communist Party leader, Tim Buck, nearly getting his head shot off. But it does seem that attempts at assassination are more likely to backfire than go smoothly. You think of Operation Valkyrie in World War II attempting to kill Hitler, or even uh, Franz Ferdinand's assassination, which took two tries to get him killed. Why do you think that is, that assassinations sometimes are uh, trickier to pull off than you would think? Well, the thing about assassinations, I think, is that because they're so uncontrollable, their effects can be so random, they're usually not attempted by the most 
intelligent and serious leaders, it tends to be sort of people who have who overestimate the value of assassinations who are the ones who try it at all. And I think that's a big reason why so many of them fail. All right, lesson number three, a good nickname makes a big difference. I got to admit, you want to have a great nickname partially because of lesson number four, a bad nickname will stick with you. And episode number four was the most despicable man in American history, that name for General James Wilkinson given to him by Teddy Roosevelt, and it's stuck with him right till today. Compare that to the great nickname from episode number three, the con man and the pirate king invade Canada, the pirate queen, who honestly is mostly remembered today for her sweet nickname. All right, moving right along, lesson number five, one leader isn't a movement. We definitely see that a lot where movements with one charismatic leader temporarily thrive, but then fall apart once that leader dies even if it's just from old age and very predictable as it was in the case of episode number five the blind general so that's one way to fail but of course there's many more my lesson from episode number six the accidental invasion was before you invade a country check and make sure that your maps are up to date. Happens way too often, David, that people invade a country accidentally. You wouldn't think that it would be a thing, but we actually found a couple of examples where bad maps and bad map work really cause disasters for the people trying to run invasions, which is bizarre to me. All right, David, for lesson number seven, here is a big one, a big takeaway. A culture is made by its people, not its government. Absolutely. Episode seven, the princess and the Amazon warriors. We saw in that episode how the culture of a very specific area that got subsumed into the British Empire and now modern Nigeria remains more feminist than the areas around it. And that is always driven by the people never from the top very very important lesson and another deep lasting bit of wisdom to stick with you from episode number eight the cover-up is worse than the crime of course david the famous example of this is richard nixon and i think that lesson has stuck with a lot of people since then but crimes are bad too yes that's When we say the cover-up is worse than the crime, that definitely doesn't mean that the crime is okay. Lesson number nine from the governor's wife and the Civil War. Women are just as badass as men, if not more. And I know a lot of women will agree with me on that one. I certainly can't disagree. So I'll move right along to episode 10. My lesson, history can be silly sometimes. David... History tends to be silly a lot on this podcast. We tend to get into some of the sillier parts of history, and that's what makes it fun. Absolutely. Lesson number 11, sometimes David beats Goliath. And that can be a good thing. In this episode, we were talking about Thebes beating Sparta in ancient Greece. But you could look at 
episode 34, The Admiral and the Ambush, another example from Korea where David beats Goliath, and it has happened a few times in our podcasts. It's always fascinating. You never expect that the plucky little force will beat the apparently overwhelming one, but at the same time, you always love to see it happen, which is very much not something I can say about my next lesson from episode 12. When you assume you make an ass out of me and you. Don't make assumptions, especially if you are in charge of an army. Another thing you shouldn't do if you're in charge of an army, David, lesson number 13, loose lips sink ships. Now that episode wasn't literally about a ship sinking, but it's definitely true that you should keep your secret plans a secret if they were secret for a reason. All right, I've said secret too many times, so I'm just going to move ahead to our next lesson, which is kind of the opposite of a lesson I just said just seconds ago, but sometimes David beats Goliath, but much more often, Goliath crushes David like a tiny little bug. But don't worry, David. We're speaking, of course, about a metaphorical David, so I think you're okay. Glad to hear it. Lesson number 15, heroism can be found in surprising places. And in this episode, we're talking about Philip Conowal, a Canadian Victoria Cross recipient who ended up working as a janitor after the war where he was discovered years later. But I think this holds true through many of our episodes that there was surprising heroism. Just a second ago, we were talking about Laura Secord. We talked about other messengers during wars and just ordinary people who really stepped up and showed off their courage in times of great difficulty. It can be found in surprising places and it can also be found in surprising ways. Definitely a good lesson. And for episode 16, a lesson that is very true, although perhaps a bit less deep, philosophically speaking, Hollywood sometimes misses the very best stories when it comes time for what to make a movie about. David, this lesson came from me, and I will not stop banging this drum that the story of Leo Major, the one-eyed sniper that we talked about in episode 16, should be made into a Hollywood movie because it is truly a thrilling action-packed adventure. So I hope Hollywood is listening to this podcast. Lesson number 17 Cell phone cameras mean you can't hide anymore. And it's true, David, that back in the day before cell phone cameras and cameras in general, it was a lot easier to go unnoticed. It's very true. The title of episode 17, The Awkward Dinner Party, doesn't make it obvious where that lesson came from, but it's an episode that ultimately hinges on a bunch of normal people being unable to recognize some people who at the time were very, very famous, but before photography, that doesn't mean that you would be able to identify them if you saw them on the street. So definitely a way technology has really changed what's possible. And our next lesson is a bit of an older, more classic lesson. Never start a land war in Russia, Neil. Don't do it. 
David a lesson that Napoleon and Hitler both wish they had learned from the history books. Many other leaders as well. Don't start a land war in Russia. I'm with you on that one. Lesson number 19. Seemingly small and even silly things can have large consequences. Episode 19, The Monkey Bite. You would not expect a monkey bite to have consequences that would shape the geopolitics of Europe, but sometimes they do. And even if that seems ridiculous, we just have to accept it. History can be random. History can be very random. And the thing is, we have to accept it. We can't make up comforting lies. And that's the lesson I also took from our next episode. Episode 20, The Housebreaker and the Thief Taker. You can fool all the people some of the time, or some of the people all of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. David, is that an Abraham Lincoln quote? I cannot say definitively. So we might add a coda where we say, maybe you can fool all of the people all of the time, but only if it's about the question of whether or not this quote is an Abraham Lincoln quote. To quote Abraham Lincoln, David, Never trust an Abraham Lincoln quote you read on the internet. I believe he said that. I've seen that around, yeah. Lesson number 21, don't follow the crowd, follow your conscience. That's a good lesson for anyone. It's a great lesson from a great story, The Lieutenant Governor and the Slave. Definitely an example of where you want to be having the courage to follow your conscience. And let's hop ahead to our next lesson, which I think is related, from episode 22, The Frogman of Burma, there's no such thing as a bad idea. It seemed like a really dumb idea that Lieutenant Bruce Wright had, David, for frogmen, for these swimming amphibious assault teams, but it ended up uh, being put into action and turned out to be a pretty good idea. So, you know what? As we said... Follow your conscience, and there's no such thing as a bad idea. Put it out there, and great things can happen. Episode number 23's lesson, pretty straightforward. Never give up. Never give up. Great lesson. And episode 24, we ran across a very specific lesson that maybe is having a surprising bit of resonance right now which I would not expect that this lesson would have been useful, but there you go. Don't make your statues too easy to vandalize. Of course, David, in ancient Greece, they were ripping the penises off of statues because for some reason they thought that sticking them right on the front was a good idea, and that made their statues very easy to vandalize. But uh, today we are seeing statues being vandalized all around the world, and it's not necessarily such a bad thing. No, but fascinating. Fascinating to see how the world turns. And speaking of things that translate well into the future, we are getting to our halfway point here with lesson number 25. And it is from our quiz. You know, we always like to do a quiz at the end of the episode. And this quiz was a Tinder quiz. And we learned that Henry VIII would have done well on Tinder. Specifically, his Tinder profile, David, said, Looking for wife number seven, if you can't bear me a son, swipe left. That was a great quiz. And I think it's very true. And you can be confident 
in my conclusion because of our lesson from episode number 26, which is that hindsight is 2020. It is interesting, David, how looking back on the past gives us a fresh perspective and can make things seem a lot less scary than they might have seemed in the moment or maybe more scary if we know what's about to come. Lesson number 27, considering the opinions and perspectives of the native people changes how you see the history. And I think that is a very good lesson to learn, especially in this moment. Absolutely. It was fascinating to see in episode 27, The Burned Fort, how it was viewed at the time and how drastically that has changed with modern historiographical perspectives. Our lesson from episode 28, which was one of the specials that we did, is that planning pays off. You're right, David. You mentioned that it was a special. We were talking about World War II and D-Day on the 75th anniversary of D-Day. And sure enough, planning paid off for Eisenhower and the Allied troops that pulled off the largest seaborne invasion ever. All right, David, it's my turn for lesson number 29, but I'm going to throw this one over to you since it's in Latin. A classic judicial maxim, fiat justitia, ruat calum. My Latin is rusty, David. Maybe translate it for us. Let justice be done, though the skies fall. Okay, David, that didn't clear it up too much. Can you explain it? Well, it's a exhortation to everyone who's in a position to make judgments and therefore judges specifically to do justice and to ignore what they think the consequences of that decision will be until after they've determined what is right. And this episode, The Customs Agent, The Slave, and The Heir in England, is a great example of an instance where people were convinced that there were going to be terrible consequences, but actually doing the right thing turned out to be the right thing. Who knew? It does tie into lesson number 30, David. Some things are worth doing not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And that's a lesson from another special that we did, The Eagle, The Moon, and The Giant Leap, which was on the anniversary of the first man landing on the moon. And that, of course, is pulled from a quote by John F. Kennedy speaking about why America chose to put any man on the moon at all. And I think it's very true. Also a badass quote. It's a great quote. And I don't have a great quote to emphasize our next lesson, but I do think it's a good lesson to learn. And that is... Never discount diplomacy. It's true, David. We've seen too many leaders eager to rush into wars. Perhaps diplomacy is the answer more often than you might think. Lesson number 32. This ties back into something we were talking about earlier. Chance plays an outsized role in history. Certainly very true. It's amazing to think about how Differently, we would look at the world and think about the world if, for example, one dueling economist had gotten cut down before he could share his insights about the economy. And anyone who studies history has countless examples of small changes that would have made a big difference if chance had just gone a little bit differently. 
In lesson number 33, we move on to the fact that there's always someone who is more ruthless than you are. And I'm sure this is another lesson where people can think of plenty of examples of someone who thought they were the most ruthless, the most ambitious, the greatest for whatever reason. And it always turns out that there's someone willing to go that much farther than you. Speaking of going farther, David, lesson number 34, whatever challenge is put in front of you, do your best. Absolutely. It's a lesson that can be hard to learn when people just keep on insisting of putting challenges in front of you, which I think we find very often today. But ultimately, you have to rely on what you can do because what you can't control isn't your fault. And if you do your best, David, things will turn out for the best often. Often, yes. That's a key point. And we're going to go back maybe to some earlier lessons we've discussed about how things can sometimes seem trivial but be much more important than they seem because in this lesson from episode 35, we remember that sports and politics have been intertwined for as long as recorded history. It's true, David. This episode specifically went back to 532, and it was about chariot racing. But we see sports and politics intertwined to this very day with things happening in the National Football League, players taking a stance, in NASCAR where they've taken a stance. So it is very interesting to see how sports and politics have been intertwined since the very beginning of those two institutions and it um, throws a little damper on the people who would like to tell players to shut up and dribble (laughs) very true all right my turn for a lesson here number 36 pop culture is important for bringing issues forward in the public consciousness absolutely that was a fascinating episode on the charge of the light brigade which of course these days is better remembered as a poem than it ever was as a battle. But a lesson to be learned, David, for anyone who would want people to remember the lessons of history that pop culture, forms like poetry, podcasts, movies, have a big impact. Absolutely. And even when things seem small and like they might not be very important at all, It's important to remember a lesson I learned in episode 37, which is that ultimately, even great journeys begin with a single step. A classic lesson, David, and lesson number 38 is sometimes you can do the right thing for the wrong reasons. I think we can think of enough modern examples that I'm just going to move right along to episode 39 and suggest that you not take shortcuts a good lesson david don't take shortcuts of course the russian navy in that episode went on a huge long journey all the way around the world took one little shortcut at the end and got cut down destroyed by the japanese so david don't take shortcuts especially if you've come a long way to get here it's always worth doing things the right way lesson number 40 from the epizootic and this episode has a lot of tie-ins right now to what is happening in the world with COVID-19 and the lesson here the scientific method works 
Again, I feel that one ties into the present moment so tightly I don't need to labor on about it, so I'll just move to episode 41 from The Cowboys and the Spy. Just because a lot of people saw it doesn't make it true. Yeah, David, in that episode, people were seeing UFOs, unidentified flying objects. They assumed that they were a German attack on Canada. It turns out there was no such attack. There was never anything in the sky at all, even though many people saw it. Episode 42 brings us lesson number 42, David, the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. Stand up for yourself because nobody will do it for you. That is, again, just timeless. A timeless lesson, always true. Interesting, David, how we get a timeless lesson from the colonial period in Africa. All of these lessons coming from all throughout history, but they still very much do apply today. Absolutely. But just because you can't trust anyone else to stand up for you doesn't mean you have no friends. As we saw in episode 43, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So a good thing to keep in mind, David. You can find friends in unexpected places if you talk to the enemies of your enemies. Lesson number 44, never underestimate reality TV. This is a lesson that has tripped me up a lot, David. I've got to admit, even when I was researching the episode 44, the carnations, the revolution, and the terrible song, I would not have expected that Eurovision would end up making such an appearance. And Eurovision is amongst all modern art forms in having learned the lesson of episode 45, that having women play women will make your arts productions much more realistic. Seems rather obvious, David. It's amazing how long it took the English theater world to learn this particular lesson that putting women on the stage would make theater more realistic. But I think it applies outside of the theater world and even outside of the arts world, David, that having diversity and having different viewpoints makes your view of the world more realistic. Very true. Lesson number 46, unsustainable things can last longer than you anticipate. I think this has happened over and over, David, that military leaders uh, think that things are just about wrapped up and then the enemy hangs on and hangs on and hangs on. Absolutely. And again, it ties right in to our next lesson from episode 47, The Soldier, the Restaurant, and the Law, which is that you can change the world if you are persistent enough. That is a very hopeful message, David, a hopeful lesson. We're coming to the end here, but a very important lesson still from episode 48. The lesson is Nova Scotia is cold. That really was my takeaway from that episode too. So yes, a deep lesson, but perhaps less of a deep lesson, but still an important one from episode 49, the MP in the Cold War. Love wins. Great, hopeful lesson, David. We hope that continues to be true, that love wins. And we wrap this up, the lesson from this episode, all about the lessons of history. Well, of course, it has to be that those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. 
we've certainly seen enough repetition in some of the lessons we've been talking about to say that it is and has always been true that if you ignore your past, ultimately, you'll just end up replaying it. And we hope you will continue to study the lessons of history with us on Oh Brother, When Art Thou? We're Not Done. This is episode 50, but we're going to have more episodes coming. If you liked any of the things we've just been talking about, if you're thinking about some of those lessons and they're sticking with you and you want to find out more about where they came from, of course, you can just go back and listen to any of our episodes. They're all available all over all of your favorite podcast players. David, we normally like to end with a quiz. Should we do a quiz? I'm in favor. Let's do a quiz, Neil. All right. Normally, I ask you five questions and we give you a chance to win nothing. There's (laughs) never any prize for you. But today, I thought we'd turn things around and give someone else other than you a chance to win since it is episode 50 and we are celebrating. So for today's quiz, we are going to let all of our listeners win. What do we need from them? What do we need from our listeners other than their support and their attention for which we are so grateful all the time? I would say we need quotes for our intro, Neil. Yes, you've heard our intro and you've heard all of the great quotes from history that we've packaged into that, but we are looking for some new quotes. So send us your favorite quote from history. It can be ancient, it can be modern, it can be whatever you love. We're going to pick a few of our favorites. We'll use some in our intro and our top favorites will win a t-shirt or a ball cap from Oh Brother, When Art Thou? David, what are you looking for when you judge a quote from history? Well, of course, the first thing I'm always looking at is the, I guess, the literary qualities of the quote. How does it stand on its own? How does it sound? Is it clever? All those things. Then there's the historical importance. Every quote is from history, but is it important? Is it relevant? Does it connect back to big events or interest in small events? And then the third element that I'm always interested in is novelty. I always want to hear something I've never heard before. So those really are my three big things that I look for when I look at a quote from history. How about you? You know, I always love the badass quotes, David. Let's go back to episode 34, The Admiral and the Ambush. And the quote from that one was, I promise you that as long as I live, the enemy cannot despise us. Episode 36, The Battle in the Poem. Some great quotes there from the Charge of the Light Brigade, the famous Lord Tennyson poem. So go back and listen to some of our episodes. You might get some inspiration or just send us whatever is on the top of your mind. And if you want to win, you've got to connect with us on social media to send us your quotes. Our handle is at WhenArtThou on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So you have to like or follow us on whichever is your preferred platform so that we can give you a shout if you are the winner. And once you've liked us and subscribed to our feed, then just post your quote. We will have some contest posts up. You can post it there or post it on any post so that we will see it or direct message it to us and then we will choose our favorites and those will be the winners of the episode 50 quiz we're absolutely looking forward to all of your submissions and we're always happy always grateful for 
anything you send our way. So keep it coming. That was a fun episode, David. A little different today because we didn't stick to our Oh Brother, When Art Thou format. But don't worry, we'll get back to that format next time. Thanks for listening.